The Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York has in its collection a Welsh triple harp from about 1750. Their curators explain the triple harp first developed in Italy and appeared in the British Isles by the early 17th century. The instrument became so popular with Welsh harpists, especially those residing in London, that by the 18th century it was known as the Welsh triple harp. The instrument has three rows of strings with two outside rows tuned in unison to a diatonic scale and the middle row tuned to the chromatic notes. We'll have a chance to hear, a rare chance to hear, a triple harp this weekend as part of an early music concert at Moravian University in Bethlehem. Larry Lipkis is director of the early music program at Moravian. He is composer-in-residence and Starner professor of music there and member of the esteemed early music ensemble, the Baltimore Consort. We had a chance to speak by phone with Dr. Lipkis about the lovely program he's planned. We've got a really exciting concert coming up on Sunday, this coming Sunday the 29th at 5 o'clock at Pater Hall at Moravian University. And it's a program that features English music and French music, and we're also featuring a wonderful guest artist, Liv Castor, who plays the harp. She's a recent Peabody grad where she majored in classical harp, but now she's bringing up a lever harp and also a triple harp, which is a very unusual instrument. It has three parallel rows of strings rather than just a single row of strings, so it's a more complicated instrument to play. And she's a wonderful player, so we've integrated her into the Baroque Ensemble, and she also accompanies our singers, the Monteverdi Ensemble, or Montes for short. So she'll be very much featured in the program. She'll have some solos as well. We begin with English music, and we're doing both kind of folk music or country music as well as art music. So we're beginning with a set of English country dances, which is a kind of favorite genre of the ensemble. All of the titles of five dance set are sort of a tribute to women. The first one's called The Queen's Jig, then The Female Sailor, Parson Upon Dorothy, The Merry Milkmaids, and The Shrewsbury Lasses. So sort of a female-centric group of lively dances. And we're following that with a pair of broadside ballads from the late 17th century. So this was a very popular genre the poet might construct some verses and tack it up to a, a lamppost or a church door and say, sung to the tune of, and then list a popular tune. So we're doing kind of a sacred one. It's about the story of Jonah and the whale, unto the prophet Jonah, sung to the tune of a very popular tune of the day called Packington's Pound. So it just tells the story of Jonah and the whale. We're not doing the whole thing, like 20 verses long, but we're doing enough to give you the story, followed by one called the famous rat catcher. And this was put up in the year 1666, which was the year after the Great Plague in London, which took the lives of about one quarter, one fifth of the population. And so the rat catcher was a very esteemed individual because it was thought that the rats were the ones who spread the plague. And so the rat catcher was an esteemed member of the community. This kind of pokes fun at a particular rat catcher who takes some liberties with the lady of the house and is discovered and has to decamp to France. So it's a kind of slightly risque ballad in contrast to the biblical story that we are starting with. Then we're going to turn to the commemoration of the 400th anniversary of the death of William Byrd, who was the greatest composer in England during the Renaissance period. The magical group, the Montes, will sing one of his most famous motets called Ave Verum Corpus, a beautiful motet. We're going to flank that with some instrumental pieces taken from the 
keyboard work called the Fitzwilliam Virginal Book. One is called Roland, the other is Woolsey's Wild. And that will feature the harp and the harpsichord, as well as the entire Baroque ensemble. And then we're also commemorating the 400th anniversary of the publication of the first folio, the first edition of Shakespeare's plays that were published in their entirety, 36 plays, many of which had not been published before, such as All's Well That Ends Well, Antony and Cleopatra. So it's a landmark publication. Some people think it's the most important publication in the history of English literature. So we're doing three songs. Oh, Mistress Mine, which comes from Twelfth Night, sung by the fool, uh, Festi. Then we're doing When Griping Grief, which is a beautiful song sung as part of Romeo and Juliet, the act where Juliet feigns death by taking a, a potion, and one of the servants of her household uh, asks the musicians to play and sing Griping Grief to just assuage his, his pain at thinking that she has died. And then we're concluding that set on the first half with a really riotous piece. It's called The Mad Merry Pranks of Robin Goodfellow. And Robin Goodfellow is another name for Puck the Fairy from Midsummer Night's Dream. So the words here were written by Ben Johnson. This is a ballad. Ben Johnson was a friend of Shakespeare, so he's using the Shakespeare characters like Puck and Oberon to tell the story about the character of Puck, who is a very, very mischievous fairy who does all sorts of pranks on mortals, especially under the full moon. So we're acting this one out, and it's quite a a madcap scene because um, Ben Johnson holds nothing back (laughs) with this one. Then we had to have a little break, and after intermission, we we move over to France, just like the rat catcher, and we start again with the the popular music. So we have a set of French country dances, brawlers, which are very simple dances from the collection by Toineau Arbeau in the middle of the 16th century. Then we followed that by a beautiful song, more of an art song category, by Jean Chaudevoine. It's a set, setting of a text by the, the great French poet Pierre de Ronsard. It's called Mignon Allons Voici la Rose. Beautiful, beautiful song. It can be done as a solo song. We're doing it as a choral work. Then we have a few more theatrical numbers, two art songs that we're putting together. The first one is called Une Jeune Fillette, the story about a young girl who's being made to join a convent against her will followed by La 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 Je Ne Le about, well, it's four gossiping country wives are gossiping about a man in town who's being cuckolded by his wife. So that's kind of a fun, lively one. Then we're going to feature Liv Castor, the harp player, in a solo harp piece on the triple harp, which will be really a wonderful sound because you don't really hear that very often. Uh, it's a chacon, a repeated chord progression with variations above. We'll follow that with a chacon by Jean-Baptiste Louis from His Apple de Bourgeois Gentilhomme. And then we have a trio sonata, again, sort of more in the art category, by Loyer. And then we conclude with a beautiful song called Hymn à la Nuit from the opera Hippolyte et Arissier by Jean-Philippe Rameau. So it's a quiet, very heartfelt, contemplative ending to the program. So we have a lot of riotously funny numbers in there, but we're ending with a very subdued kind of quiet hymn to the power of night to give us comfort from our, our pain and sorrows. Dr. Larry Lipkis, director of the Early Music Program at Moravian University in Bethlehem. 
He is composer-in-residence and Starner Professor of Music there and a member of the esteemed early music ensemble, the Baltimore Consort. We spoke with Dr. Lipkis about the Early Music Concert Fall 2023, this Sunday, October 29th at 5 p.m. in Pater Hall at Moravian University in Bethlehem. For more information on the web, moravian.edu, moravian.edu.